Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, hello there. Welcome to this episode. I'm Breed from Free With Breed, and I'm happy to have you here. Thanks for tuning in, for sharing your time with me. Today, as you can probably see from the title, we've got a client on board. It's an interview kind of episode. And today I'm so excited to introduce you to Emma. She was one of the women on my latest BBE group coaching course that finished about a month ago, maybe more by the time this publishes, but she was one of those women. She's on board on the podcast to tell her story. I adore these episodes because it gives a chance to shine a spotlight on another person's story that's not just mine so you get a chance at identifying with another person another person's story and realizing oh my god she's so similar to me or we have these things in common and look how far she's come look what's possible not only that not only getting the hope but actually the the things that actually helped her so she's gonna share those particular things what really shifted the gear gears for her and we're going to be real, of course, as well, and let you know that, you know, the journey is not over. It's not one and done, not a flick of the switch once the course is over. So she's still working on some things and she's going to go through that as well. But anyway, I'm very excited to get into this episode. I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. Let's do it. Say hello to Emma in three, two, one. Welcome, Emma, to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. You're officially actually the first of the, the latest BBE round of women to come on the pod. So I'm excited to have you here, share your journey, give other women hope that change is possible, all the good stuff. Um, how about we just start with you introducing yourself a little bit? Yeah, well, first, thank you for having me. Um, I'm so happy to be talking about this. It's a very important um, issue and thing that I've gone through and just so happy here to share my experience to hopefully help some other girls who are struggling through the same thing. Definitely. Um, so as you know, my name is Emma. Um, I'm 23. Um, I'm from New York. Okay, well, let's hop into the, the quick fire questions. Very random stuff, but just to get people to know you a bit better. I actually find that, as you even said, like you being able to tell your story to other people and hopefully help them. It's so helpful when people can identify with someone a little bit and be like oh she's similar to me and she's like yeah. she was able to change and so even these like silly quick fire questions if someone can even like identify a bit more be like oh she's also like that it like gives people a bit more to hold on to I guess but uh okay first question favorite place in the world Greece <laughs> where in Greece like a mama mia stan I absolutely am obsessed with that movie and <laughs> to have my bachelorette party exactly like hers <laughs> but I went to Greece with my family and instantly fell in love I feel like my soul being I like I lived there another life or something oh, like <laughs> that's awesome where in Greece did you go um we went kind of all over we because that's what's so awesome about Greece too is that you can kind of island hop which sounds very luxurious but it's like so amazing we, so we went to Santorini and we went to Athens and Eos like all these 
other islands um, yeah. that just all are so picturesque so cool. and amazing. Awesome. Favorite, okay, this is two part. Favorite guilty pleasure in terms of spending and then TV shows. Okay, um, spending. I am probably addicted to Amazon, like anything, like, like it doesn't even matter. I'm like such an impulsive buyer. So I will buy like such dumb little knickknacks and <laughs> just obsessed but definitely a shopaholic when it comes to like clothes yeah. as well and then in terms of tv i don't know like what constitutes a guilty pleasure i like so subjective love, yeah it is me and my brother have been obsessed with survivor for a while we like binge that so <laughs> much we have gone one time we sat down for nine straight hours watching it. Wow. We love that show. So I guess like reality TV in general yeah. kind of fits in that category of guilty pleasure. But, um, oh, I could say totally say the Kardashians. That's like my favorite show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, how about dream job? Okay, I have two answers for this. <laughs> my dream job would be to be an actress or a singer. I've mm -hmm. always wanted to be that ever since I was little my first concert was a Hannah Montana concert not even Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana and I just wanted to be her and I I sing the shower so loud every night I would just love that um but then a little bit more realistically I've always wanted to um work for a late night talk show I think that would Ooh. be fun. yeah like either scheduling the talent or like helping with the the skits are just like kind of doing that research of like who to book based on like mm -hmm. like artists and actors who have like upcoming albums or movies I think yeah. and then okay introvert or extrovert I would definitely say I'm like very solidly in the middle which mm -hmm. I feel like is a classic answer but um just because like knowing and learning more about what introvert and extrovert actually means is more like how you recharge your batteries so yeah. I'm an extremely social person like I love going out and hanging out with friends and I love meeting new people but I do very much value my alone time and like after being with someone or friends like on or like let's say in college like living in a house with 11 mm -hmm. girls like I loved finding those pockets of time where I could kind of just be by myself and yeah just, you know yeah, I can so see you as like smack bang in the middle. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> uh, okay, last question. What makes you laugh the hardest? Good question. I like this question. Um, I mean, definitely, I feel like my friends, but I'm trying to think of like specifically, I don't know. I kind of, I love games. <laughs> like me and my best friend, we are obsessed with just turning everything and anything into a game so we whenever we're with all our friends we just always try to find some way to like make something yeah. competitive but in a fun way in a playful yeah. way but I guess like those kind of activities make me laugh the most I don't yeah. know and so <laughs> it's like, like playful like silly yeah. playful kind of yeah exactly just being goofy and a really good game you might like based on what you've described I've seen on TikTok and I've done it a few times and it cracks me up it's so super simple but like you 
make a noise by like scratching something or tapping on some object oh, and the other person has to like make the noise with their voice yeah. I tried to do that with my friend and we like failed epically but we have like a list of those TikToks that we want to do because we've never done one and there's right. so many on TikTok that I just would love to copy and I think that they're so fun it is so fun sometimes me and my boyfriend just do it on the way back from like the shops or something and it's so stupid but you just cannot stop laughing it's I don't know what it is <laughs> so good okay let's get into the, the real juicy stuff so going back before you did BBE share with us what your food and body journey looked like up until deciding to join the group um so I guess starting from the beginning way before you or BBE was even on my radar mm-hmm. um I was in a place where was I was definitely just obsessed with being thin and um just desirable and in my mind that meant being skinny and Mm -hmm. losing weight and I was constantly comparing myself to my friends so I think I just always became super fixated on being just as small as the people around me I never wanted to be kind of like pinpointed as bigger than anyone but over time just super obsessed with other people's perception of me um Mm -hmm. so much that that was internalized and affected how I saw my own self so that really started affecting my mood in terms of one pound up on the scale in the morning would determine my mood for the day and so it just became that extreme and that's when kind of the food restriction really came into play and just was really amped up. I was always very health oriented, but something really pivoted. Um, Honestly, after I came back from study abroad and I felt like I had put on some weight and there was that like pressure and anxiety over coming back to see people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's when it kind of kicked up and I just was extremely, extremely restrictive and um, to the point where like, I had very regimented diets and rules and that just really took over my just entire life. Like I just, that's all I thought about. I would isolate myself if there was an occasion or an event that violated a certain rule, like drinking on a certain day, or I knew that I wouldn't be able to eat something that I'd feel comfortable with. And it just started spiraling to the point where it actually was not healthy but I knew that that was kind of like rock bottom and I wanted to turn my life around I felt like I had started kind of losing myself in this obsession with my diet and food and my body and I didn't want that anymore I didn't want this to forever be controlling me I think that's like the biggest thing even that kind of transferred over into the binging aspect as well was that lack of control and feeling like you weren't you were a robot version of yourself that you couldn't really control no matter how badly you wanted to heal or you wanted to not do something. Um, But so I decided that I wanted to be on this upward trajectory of a journey and get better. And um, it's actually interesting. Like when I look back at it in retrospect, I wanted to get better, but still I had like that whole fear of weight gain. And I thought that getting better I wouldn't, there was still kind of that toxic mindset in mind when I did want to go on 
the health journey. So I think that honestly, will kind of bleeds into um, some of the struggles with the group is I think I had still that perfectionist mindset still stuck within me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so eventually, as I allowed myself to let go and kind of like let go of those rules and try to eat more normally, um, binging started happening. And I had always experienced binging in college from drunk eating like that, like after coming back from a party, I would drink and um, I would overeat and the next day would be so miserable. But it was only ever after a night of drinking. And eventually it kind of started when I was not drinking and sober and just during the week. And um, that's when it just became really overwhelming. And it came to a point where I just knew I couldn't do it on my own. And I started following a bunch of self-love accounts and body acceptance accounts. And I stumbled upon your content and you were just like such a beacon of hope for me. And I, I just followed everything that you said, everything you said resonated so deeply. And I think what was also just so outstanding about your content was the binging aspect. And I think you were the first account that I came across that just really spoke about binging like unapologetically and, or really even at all. Like that's, I think a huge part of the binging as well is that feeling alone or the shame and you just had such a positive outlook and mindset on it and just sense of hope and that it, it'll get better that I just was really attracted to your content and really helped me stay grounded and it was honestly such a miracle that when I did um, discover your content your BBE program was like only a few months away whereas like sometimes like I just saw you post your announcement for the next one it's like not till how long yeah like probably end of the year or something so and then at the point that I was in like I needed this help and so I just can't I'm just so lucky that I happened to come across it at the time that I did like perfect timing when you found me just perfect timing um I've got a few questions so first of all how long roughly did that sort of like that whole struggle last for it's like, I don't even know if I could give you an accurate answer because I think I've struggled with body image issues and self-esteem since I was young, like middle school. Um, mm -hmm. But I think the real disordered eating came end of high school, definitely throughout college. It was definitely tough and that's where it kind of escalated. But binging only came about probably a little under a year. So. so drawing all the way back to middle school, do you feel like that's where the body comparison started and like focusing on your body? Yeah, I, I definitely think middle school was that starting point in terms of um, low self-esteem and those struggles. I think that middle school is that pivotal phase in um, girls' lives when they are just craving acceptance and they just want to make friends and they want to be um, desired by boys and um, all of that. So I think for me, that came about in a way that I just wanted to, I, I assumed that the only way I would get that was through being pretty. And I don't know if that's from movies and TV that I watched growing up, that it's only the pretty girls that 
get, you know, the boy or the friends and that. And I'm not attributing it all to that by any means. I think I don't know exactly why I've always felt like I had low self-esteem. I mean, it's interesting because I think back at like old home videos and as a kid, I was like the star of the show. I like loved the spotlight. I was very confident. So I don't know where it like really all turns, but um, I think, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely used my body as the, I don't know how to say It's like the means for like love and validation and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it is so true. It's such a pivotal time because I think it's, I think psychologists say it's like before, you know, like 13 or so, we seek all that love and acceptance and like bonding from our parents. And then it switches to your peers. And like at that age, obviously, like from movies and all these different sources, including even like your parents and everywhere, beauty is such a currency, especially when you're young, because you don't have finances as a current, like your wealth or like your career or your networking. It's like all you kind of have is like your humor, your confidence and your like your youthful beauty. Like that's it. And it just gets so like, as you, you said, like there's this competitive element. You all want the boy's attention. And yeah, I think it's I think so many women go through the same stage as well. Like, yeah, I think so universal. It's a, a really good way of putting it as beauty being that like social currency. I think that's totally true. And a lot of women feel that way. And that also just made me think like that was a huge reason also why I wanted to recover. I kind of touched on it, but um, like you said, like having that like bubbly and a fun, confident, um, energetic personality is also feels like currency in a way, like mm-hmm. similar to body. And I think for me, as the body image issues started getting worse and worse and more controlling, I was losing that personality aspect of myself. And I didn't, that wasn't worth losing in my mind. So I think that was a huge reason why I wanted to recover. I kind of stopped living in the moment. I was always in my head, kind mm-hmm. of just not experiencing life to the fullest yeah it's so interesting how you brought up you know like the old home videos and you were just like this lively energetic confident girl because yeah like you kind of lost that with the disordered eating and I remember even in BBE that was something that you brought up like you mentioned that whole story as well and I was like oh my god we got to get that like inner child back like living her life being playful and like unapologetically her again basically yeah, no, the inner child was definitely one of the most powerful tools for me. I, would I say. love it. I love it. I'm going to pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, Why You're Still Binge Eating and How to Stop. It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling. I was stuck for 10 years doing that. Then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life 
Okay, let's get back into the show. Okay, well, let's get into the program. So what was BBE like for you? What was your experience with it? I loved it. I was so sad when it ended. I just remember like, I literally at one point was like counting down the days in terms of like not wanting it to end. Like I loved having this group of women to speak to and everyone was so friendly and welcoming and it was just such a safe space to just open up and be fearlessly honest with no judgment and it kind of just felt like the first time that people really understood what I was going through Mm -hmm. if you've never gone through binging it's hard to really fathom I guess and so it was really reassuring and just comforting knowing that I wasn't alone and I really wanted to join this group also because I really wanted something to hold me accountable for recovering as much as I wanted to like I said um it seemed just bigger than me and I needed support and if anything I think that I hope can someone watching or listening to this can get out of this is that support is just so important and it shouldn't be something that you feel ashamed to reach out about so I definitely think without this group I I don't know where I would be I just think it was such a turning point for me but it just felt like a sisterhood it was just a group of amazing women and I think honestly seeing their successes as well and just being like a character in their journey and just being able to watch it was just really inspiring and I think every time I saw someone else in the group have a win, especially if it was one of the biggest hurdles that they were facing, it just really inspired me as well. So I think we all were each other's fuel. Yeah, so true. Yeah, reaching out for help and having that support and something that feels bigger than you. I am so jealous of you guys that you had something like this. Like back in the day when I was like struggling, this wasn't like, we didn't have Instagram accounts that talked about this. Like it was literally nowhere. I don't even remember ever even Googling and like anything coming up. Like I only talked to my parents about it and they like had never binged. They like didn't get it at all. And they try to help, but like, I wish I just had something like this. It would have been so at the very least, like discomforting. So yeah. comforting. Yeah. I mean, so then just more power to you for getting through it and to a point where you can help others. That's so incredible because I seriously don't know where I'd be one without this group, but two also, I know social media has some of its negative aspects, especially in terms of body image. Um, but like TikTok and Instagram and just that helped me immensely in terms of the exposure of seeing other people speaking out about these kind of issues and knowing that you're not alone I think that was huge for me and just surrounding myself with people who understood what I was going through and were promoting messages of self-love and just authenticity I think is Mm -hmm. something that really helped me throughout this entire thing so Mm -hmm. I am very grateful to all the amazing and brave people out there who have use their platform or created a platform like you to talk about these issues thank you thank you (laughs) um okay so with the journey what were the hardest parts and what were the best parts the hardest part for me was 
definitely getting past the body acceptance and getting to a point of, and we talked about this in the group, like not necessarily loving my body because that can often be setting yourself up for failure, but just kind mm-hmm. of getting to that neutral point. But I think body accept- acceptance was a major obstacle for me in that it was probably the source of some of the setbacks that I had during the the program. And mm-hmm. um, obviously coming with recovering sometimes ha- is waking. And that was probably my biggest fear, like mm-hmm. for majority of my life. Um, it was just, yeah, weight gain was, was holding me back from recovering. That was the one thing I needed to let go of to finally set myself free from that and just accept that. And with that, there were times when I was unhappy with my body and I was struggling and wanted to resort to old habits, whether it was isolating myself again and not um, following through on plans with friends and socializing or wanting to restrict again. And I think that was the biggest hurdle that I had to get over because that was unfortunately part of the journey, but not unfortunate because it was something that needed to happen to really set me free. So, but I definitely, definitely. Think that was in the beginning that I really struggled with. With the, the fear of weight gain, because that holds so many people back, understandably. It's like the very thing we've been like fighting to not have happen kind of sometimes needs to happen or just happens in the recovery process. Did you gain weight, if you know? Um, I definitely have. Um, I mean, I think I, it's difficult for me to isolate like where it came from. Mm-hmm. Like part of it was probably the binging, obviously. And then um, I think because my body before all of this and before I decided to recover was at such a deficit, I mm-hmm. think like just biologically and physiologically, yeah. like when I did start to eat normal again, it was just inevitable that I would gain weight but I think that yeah it was something that I needed to heal me of my internalized fat phobia honestly mm-hmm. and I was something we discussed like this was something else that was hard for me in the journey was I did at one point feel good about my body regardless of having gaining weight and I found value in other parts of me and other things in my life that outweighed what I saw in the mirror what I how I felt about myself but it was the thoughts of other people and what they thought of me that held me back to we spoke mm-hmm. about this like I can feel my internalized fat phobia but I can't feel yeah. others so that kind of just got at me a lot of the times that it was the fear of judgment that held me back a lot of times so that was something I had to get over but at the end of the day I think we all are little we all think that people are looking at us or thinking things about us when in reality they probably aren't or yeah. they're not thinking the thing that we think that they're thinking, you know? Yes, yes. Honestly, like people are too obsessed with themselves. I just try to remind myself that whenever I'm like feeling so- self-conscious in some social setting, I'm like, they don't care about you. Yeah. And like, even if they had some sort of like fat phobic thought towards you, like, oh my God, she gained weight. Did you see her? Like, that is it's zero about you it's everything about them it's like their own projections their own beliefs and like that's for them to sort out but how do you yeah. feel now because I know you're still working on body acceptance how I guess how how did you get from where you were you gained some weight to where you are now where you're you kind of you definitely made progress like 
how did you make that leap? I think just feeling like I finally did regain my personality back in a way. Mm -hmm. I just felt more myself and I didn't feel like I had that internal force like holding me back. And Mm -hmm. I just, I even had a friend recently just out of nowhere, like she has no idea that I was in this group or anything like that, or even really like the, the degree of which I've struggled with eating. But she said to me just out of the blue that I just seemed more of myself recently and like in a great way. And I just seemed happier and all of that. And that was such a great, that's like one of the best compliments ever. I just, yeah, that just made me feel so good because I have gone to a point where I'm prioritizing my happiness and my relationship with my friends and my family and just life a lot more. Like how I look is not the most important thing where in the past that was to me, like that was the only like priority and not the only that, but like the highest, one of the highest yeah. of my life. So um, I think just realizing that there's so much more to life than your size or your weight and all that is really freeing. And once you get to that point, it's only up from there. <laughs> so interesting. So interesting. Like, well, first of all, that's such a beautiful compliment from your friend. I love that. Um, but it's so like, you made me think of back when I was at my worst struggle, my main priority was like, gotta lose weight, gotta lose weight, gotta lose weight gotta like figure this all out like control my food and now literally just the other day I was talking to my sister and we were like what is like the purpose of life for you and I was like my purpose is just to make enough money so I can have lots of fun with people I love like it's not like make lots of money so I can get plastic surgery and like look perfectly skinny or whatever it is it's like that as you said it's gone down so many ranks and I feel like it's okay to sometimes, you know, be be a bit more self-conscious about how you look. Like we live in a world where, like we're not in a vacuum. There's fat phobia, there's thin privilege, there's pretty privilege, like all these things exist. And it's okay for it to get to you sometimes, but I feel like it's like broadly, how much does it get to you? Is it like controlling your life, taking away your personality? Or is it like something that just pops up here and there and you know how to deal with it, you know how to manage it. And then it like simmers down and you go back to like living your life again. I feel like that's what it's about. like as you said, again, it's not about having to love your body all the time and think you're so beautiful. Cause I feel like that even just reinforces that we have to look beautiful and like beauty matters so much, but I feel like it's, yeah, it's more about body acceptance, knowing that even when there's the, the bad days when you feel like you look like shit, <laughs> that you know how to deal with it. And then, yeah, it doesn't take over. Um, but it was very cool to hear what life has been like, how you're living life. Tell us a bit more. What is life like now for you? Um, well, I actually just moved into New York City, um, which is amazing. I'm so happy. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I mean, in terms of like food and and body and all that, I feel much freer around food. I don't feel like it consumes my thoughts. I even, I have stopped certain bad behaviors whether it's like body checking or overanalyzing the menu in advance of going to a restaurant with friends I like have gotten to a point where I honestly I don't look at it before and I also I like I'll ask my friend to choose something on the menu for me and I just go with it like 
I just, I don't, and it doesn't, I think the most important part as well um, is that is the aftermath is that I'm not consumed with guilt and shame. And um, I think that's what's really the most important because that in the past, that guilt or feeling a little bloated or anything like that would have probably stopped me from continuing my night or being in the moment. So that has gone away, which is amazing. Um, Yeah, and like I said, I I definitely feel more like myself and just placing more value on my inner beauty and my relationships with people. And I think also like this was something that I wanted that drove me to recovery as well. And I'm really happy that I feel like I've achieved is that I was always so nervous about not being able to focus at work, like not because of food, like there, when I was at my hardest struggles and at like a bad phase, Mm -hmm. I remember being in an internship and just being so hungry that I couldn't think, or because of how little I was eating, I was freezing in this office and I just could not really think or focus or anything like that. And I was just so fearful of that, of how my relationship with food holding me back from accomplishing my goals in life and my dreams and all of that. Um, that kind of sounds dramatic, but um, it's I, true though. It's, it does hold you back. And I am so happy in my job right now. I feel like I'm thriving in a way that I may not have been if I was still always constantly thinking about food because I've had to come to terms with um, that you're not always able to control what you are going to eat. Like when Mm -hmm. I, years ago, like during my internships, like sometimes for a job well done, my team would get me these amazing donuts or we'd have a pizza party or like something like that, that would completely cause me to spiral. Like when I got home and just being able to kind of roll with the bunches and just be spontaneous. Um, and just be grateful for that food and, you know, that kindness from um, yeah. other people and just accepting that you can't control it, I think has been one of the most liberating and yeah, things that I feel like I have achieved. So amazing. So amazing. I always love to hear this from women, like how healing, working on your food and body relationship helps like so many other areas of your life. Like, it always reminds me that there are so many women, mostly women, I know men struggle too, but like a lot of women who, you know, they're being held back in like serious areas of their life, like their career and their social life, finding love, like all these things because of food and body. And I'm like, no more, no more. This is my mission. Like, I don't want women feeling so stuck and like down and unhappy and like not being themselves. Like life is just too short for this. So I'm so happy for you, honestly. Um, share with people what you feel like were the five-ish key tools that you learned that helped you the most. Uh, As I mentioned, definitely the inner child, um, Mm -hmm. just thinking about myself as a child or even physically looking at those home videos or those childhood photos, um, just looking at that sweet, like innocent girl and just then thinking about just her being like obstructed by the diet culture and just like that smile being like wiped from her face or just that kind of those kind of thoughts just made me so sad and I was just like I 
just don't, I wouldn't want that girl to experience that. And it's not too late. Like I can still have that spirit of that little girl. Like it doesn't, it's not forever gone. And even like being around children um Mm -hmm. whenever I've had such baby fever recently like not for myself (laughs) like I don't want babies yet but um every time I see like a kid I just I just like think about like what they can become and just not Mm -hmm. being back by this and I would not wish it upon anyone I feel like inner child is so interesting because you were your authentic like self and then the world and like this heaviness all came upon you and now I feel like the main work of BBE is like chipping away at all that and revealing your inner child basically like your authentic self and then similar I guess to some degree um the higher self was definitely my other Mm -hmm. favorite um I haven't looked back at my letter yet but I just that made me this made me remember and I definitely want to look at it but I loved that exercise that we did that first first day um yeah just thinking and fantasizing about what my life could be definitely propelled me and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost it's like I I set those goals of what I wanted to be and I just continued to try to work towards that um Mm -hmm. So just holding my higher self kind of on that pedestal and just yeah working towards that yeah um, having that goal because I think setting like action oriented goals are definitely the best way to achieve something and I think mm-hmm. like actually striving towards something is helpful while the higher self is like not real obviously because mm-hmm. it's you in in the future but um, I think just having that to continue like navigate yeah definitely um and then I think as well just something that you encouraged in all of us throughout the journey was just full acceptance of food and kind of just intuitively eating but not holding back and facing your fear foods and going head into those foods that are a little bit scary and just not and just yeah, taking away the restrictions on anything and just fully immersing yourself into it all, just not holding yourself back by that anymore. No, I feel like that one is so big and it's scary to do that one on your own, I feel. Like having the group there is definitely a helpful like support system to like yeah. face those fear foods. Yeah, it was also funny, like during the group, it's like the small things also that like get you and make you feel good was like I remember you asking all of us what some of our like trigger foods were mm-hmm. and I was like probably granola and like everyone was like granola like <laughs> yeah that's me too and I was like oh my god I love it like that is all of us <laughs> <laughs> I remember that discussion I loved it I was like oh my god what's everyone's binge food what is it <laughs> awesome any other tools just feeling your feelings that one I think also is underratedly important I think when I was in those moments of maybe feeling down after a binge or even in the binge itself kind of just standing my ground stopping for a second trying to break that mindless cycle of it happening Mm -hmm. and like you had instructed us to and encouraged us to do just getting at the root of why this is happening like one of my favorite phrases that you taught us was 
um, is this nourishing or is this numbing? Like, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a mantra that I think I had, like, whenever I found myself slipping into a binge. And if it was numbing, I would just take that step back and sit with it and kind of surf that urge um, and either find a different outlet to actually, that would actually help alleviate whatever the tension or stressor was that led to this binge. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think just getting getting in your feels is absolutely what you gotta do. Yeah, feel the feels, love it. Okay, how about if you could go back to sort of the the Emma at her worst, like struggling so much, what would you tell her? That you're not stuck. This is this doesn't define you and it's not permanent and not to feel embarrassed, really, I think, or ashamed. I think that's something like I kind of said in the beginning that stops people either from reaching out to others or even in within yourself, you need to kind of shift your mindset and perspective on this entire thing. And it's not, it's not you, it's not your fault. And it's reversible. It's, you can get past it. Um, and it's not something you need to be ashamed of. And yeah, you can just, you can definitely get past it. But I think also in terms of like advice, just trust the process, but also surround yourself with people who love you unconditionally and want to see you achieve and want to see you flourish and will support you through this journey because it's not just a upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. Like it, there will be ups and downs, but having those people around you that support you no matter what and knowing that they're going to be there regardless and love you no matter your size or just kind of bring the best in you, but best out of you, sorry, um, is just so important. And also I definitely encourage people to unfollow any accounts that give them anxiety or just kind of have triggering. Then they like, you know, those diet culture, workout accounts, anything like that. And just filling your feed with messages of positivity and people who are just spreading love and I think yeah. that's really essential because it sounds silly but one Instagram can set you off you know so I think just trying to figure out what sets you off what triggers you and kind of control that as much as possible um, obviously it's a theme throughout all of this is like too much control can like also like cause the pot to boil over but yeah. so like don't feel like you have to control everything and then when something does happen, you're not prepared for it. But yeah, I think just surrounding yourself with things that are going to keep you calm and centered and feeling good. Amazing. Amazing. I feel like the one that really struck me that I can imagine my younger self would have like needed to hear was like, it's not permanent. Like you can, you can change. Um, Cause I remember thinking like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe this is just my life. Like maybe this is just it for the rest of the time. But yeah. That would have helped so much. Okay. Last thing. As we know, this journey doesn't just stop on the BE stops. What do you feel like you're working on now? I'm definitely still working on my body image and acceptance. By no means is that perfect. And I like feel like I can own every room and I'm perfect. You know, like that's mm-hmm. just unrealistic. But I think just 
getting to a, a point where how I look isn't holding as much weight in yeah. my life. Um, Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so definitely body image is a struggle, but I mean, I feel most girls also struggle with that, unfortunately. Um, so just, yeah, coming to a point of neutrality, I think is really the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I think going forward, either continuing to use the tools as much as I can, and yeah, just continuing to prioritize my happiness and just doing what feels right in the moment. And like I said, surrounding myself with people who will have, who just respect me as a person and don't like value me or want me around because of my looks. And yeah, I think it's just overall realizing that the radiance of my personality and kindness like way overpowers my appearance and how I look. So um, just remembering that every time that me on the inside is way more important. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And I feel like on the body image side of things, I always see this where the food side of things kind of fixes itself up faster than the body side. Even as you said, the body image side started way back in middle school and then the eating started later. So like, it's even a bigger part of your life. And I feel like there's, it's definitely like, it's just gonna still be an upward trend, but just giving yourself that like passion, patience and compassion given the world we live in, like it's not easy and well done to you for doing the work. Um, in general, just like so proud of you for joining BBE, like getting the help. And you were like so committed all the way through, pushing yourself, like facing fears, moving through setbacks, like not giving up. So impressive. And I'm so glad you're on the on the course. I just loved having you there. Thank you. I had so much fun. You know, like that's what was so amazing about your course as well, is that it's generally fun like it's enjoyable to show up I looked forward to the the meeting so I mean that was just amazing and thank you so much for for everything you've done for me I mean I would not be where I am now without you thank you so much well thanks for your time I know you've got a business meeting to get back to business businesswoman busy businesswoman (laughs) so I'll leave you get back to that um once again thank you had such a great time and thank you to everyone for tuning in I will see you next time And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you've got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life. Change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback and let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast because, after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.